Five-star edge rusher Dylan Stewart could be making his commitment very soon, which means Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks have a chance to close the deal at their annual summer cookout. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of Locked On Gamecocks, and you can find my written work over on Gamecocks Digest on SI.com. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team every day. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast daily. We've got a lot to discuss on this Friday edition of Locked On Gamecocks. Shane Beamer and his staff are hosting a pivotal cookout event for some big-time prospects from the 2024 and 2025 class later this evening. we got a bunch of storylines to dive into with that, including the biggest headliner being Dylan Stewart. Also, there was some big NIL news that broke on Thursday. NIL news that could help South Carolina in the future. We'll be sure to touch on that later on in the show. But let's start off with Dylan Stewart, the five-star edge rusher out of Washington, D.C., who is going to be visiting South Carolina for their cookout this evening. And due to the timing of this visit and the comfort level he has built with the staff and players, I think that this cookout event could seal the deal between the Gamecocks and Dylan Stewart. Now, when I say seal the deal... I don't mean that I think that Dylan Stewart could commit in the aftermath of this visit. But I do think that Stewart could end up deciding, maybe internally, that South Carolina is where he wants to go. First, let's talk about a possible timeline here for Dylan Stewart's decision. Right now, as it stands, the main thought around the industry seems to be that Dylan Stewart could decide any time in either August or or September. And I agree with this thought process. And I don't believe that Stewart is going to carry out his recruitment a whole lot longer because my theory on this is that Dylan Stewart, if you pay attention to sort of how he has handled his recruitment up to this point, Stewart is not a kid that gives out a lot of interviews. He is also somebody that is quite reserved on social media. In essence, Dylan Stewart comes off as a guy that really likes to keep things close to the vest. And because of all of that, I truly believe that Dylan Stewart has probably reached the point where he's kind of sick of all the pomp and circumstance that comes with the recruitment of a five-star prospect. And at this point, he just wants to be able to make a decision so that he can focus on his senior season of high school football and then eventually focus on getting ready for the college level. Now, obviously, this visit is extremely important for South Carolina for multiple different reasons. The first thing that I want to point out here, I think that it is quite notable that despite the fact that Dylan Stewart's last visit happened to be at South Carolina on the last full weekend of June for his official visit, he is making another trip to Columbia for tonight's cookout event. 
meaning that this will be his second straight visit to South Carolina. And some of you might be thinking, well, why on earth should we take great note of this? Well, besides the fact that he could commit at any time throughout the next couple of months, Dylan Stewart is the only uncommitted 2024 target left on the board that's actually done this. So I think it's fair that we put a lot of weight behind this factoid here. And here's something else to note about this visit. Dylan Stewart, this will be his eighth total visit to South Carolina. So because of that, Dylan Stewart is beyond the stages of getting to know the coaches, getting a look at the facilities and the campus, learning about the scheme and how he would be utilized within Clayton White's scheme. He has passed all of that. There's nothing that South Carolina could probably say at this point that they haven't already said. Now, it's really and truthfully all about comfort level. How comfortable is Dylan Stewart with South Carolina? Could he see himself playing at South Carolina? And the exact intent of this cookout event, honestly, is to have a laid-back atmosphere for all of these prospects where everyone can't avoid feeling like that they're kind of on edge and be able to catch up with one another and also continue to strengthen some of the relationships that might not be as tight as some others. And South Carolina, they've got multiple uncommitted targets that are going to be here later this evening, but they've also got some really important commitments on their list that are also going to be here in Columbia on Friday night. And some of those commits are wide receiver Mazio Bennett, tight end Michael Smith, offensive tackles Cam Pringle and Josiah Thompson, and also linebacker commit Wendell Gregory. So something that could be very important here is how comfortable is Dylan Stewart with all of South Carolina's commits? Could he see himself playing with some of these guys? Unfortunately, based on the list that I just threw out, the Gamecocks, they've only got one defensive commitment that's going to be here later this evening. But admittedly, it would also be a very long trip for a lot of the other commits that they currently have right now. So the bottom line with this entire storyline surrounding Dylan Stewart Considering the fact that Stewart might make his commitment, again, anytime now within the next two months, and the fact that at this juncture, he's probably just trying to figure out where is he most comfortable when it comes to the staff and the guys he would be playing alongside with, I like where South Carolina currently stands. And yes, I will say, you know, I myself was a little bit concerned when there was a string of predictions made earlier this month by a bunch of industry experts who do this stuff for a living 24-7 that said that they felt like Ohio State was basically in the best position to land Dylan Stewart. But the fact that Dylan Stewart is coming back to South Carolina again for the second straight trip, I keep coming back to that. I think that that just really says a lot. I think that what it basically says is Dylan Stewart is leaning towards South Carolina. Now he's just got to confirm what all he is feeling inside. I really do think that's what it comes down to at this point. And I also mentioned earlier, Dylan Stewart's taken eight visits to South Carolina. So it is very clear there is something about this place, there is something about this program, and personally, there's something about the direction of this program 
that is attractive to Dylan Stewart. And Ohio State, the other major contender here in this recruitment, they've only hosted him for four visits. Make of that what you will. So overall, I think that this cookout event is going to offer a great opportunity to Shane Beamer and the staff and the players who are going to be here very soon and give them one more chance to really seal the deal here with Dylan Stewart. And if he doesn't wind up committing after this within the next couple of months, I think that's okay. But obviously, again, I think that Dylan Stewart, he is ready to come off the board. I think he is ready to make his final decision very shortly. And I think that that bodes quite well for the Gamecocks. Now, Dylan Stewart, of course, is not the only guy that is going to be here in Columbia on Friday night. There's also another big-time target who's going to be making a decision within literally the next eight or nine days. And the next five-star target is going to be here on campus as well. I'm going to dive into the other major storylines to watch here from South Carolina's cookout event in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Now, when you're a small business owner, obviously, you've got a lot of things that you have to worry about. You've got to worry about the building itself, making sure all of your facilities are in proper and working condition. But you've also got to worry about the people that you have working inside of your building because you cannot run your business alone. You need people that are qualified for unique roles and positions such as customer service maybe some marketing specialists obviously some managers and if you want to be able to find the right people for your business then you need to check out linkedin jobs just add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your linkedin profile to spread the word that you're hiring and utilize tools like screening questions to filter through all of the candidates be sure to post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, thank you to all of you every day for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily watch or listen, both on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This next week, we're going to be getting closer to fall camp, and I'll be covering some more specific storylines regarding Spencer Rattler, Antoine Juice Wells, Dow Loggins, and other areas of South Carolina's football team. I can promise you, you're not going to want to miss it. So be sure to tune in this next week right here on Locked on Gamecocks. All right, but let's get back to talking about this cookout event that's taking place later this evening. We talked about Dylan Stewart, obviously the biggest 
and highest priority target on South Carolina's recruiting board, regardless of class, right now. But Dylan Stewart is not the only player that is visiting later tonight that's going to be making their decision possibly sometime soon. As a matter of fact, Jalewis Solomon, the target that I'm referring to, is making his decision on August the 5th. Now, when it comes to the recruitment of the 2024 four-star athlete, it is assumed that he is down to South Carolina, Florida State, and Auburn in his recruitment. Auburn, by the way, is going to be a place he'll be visiting later this weekend. Now, Jalewis Solomon has visited Florida State the most out of any schools involved in his recruitment. He has visited Tallahassee on seven different occasions. But when it comes to South Carolina and his visit that's about to take place later this evening, this will be his third visit to South Carolina since March 11th, his second to last visit that he took to Florida State. Auburn is going to be a big tie wild card here heading into the home stretch because they do have one ace up their sleeve. Jalilis Solomon's brother happens to play for the Auburn Tigers. So there is reasons to like where each team stands in this recruitment. And I think that it's a close battle here, honestly, between each of these schools. It would not surprise me if Jalewis Solomon picked South Carolina. It would not surprise me if Jalewis Solomon picked Florida State. And it wouldn't really surprise me if he picked the Auburn Tigers, even though he's only visited Auburn on two occasions to this point heading into this weekend, which is less than the other two programs that I'm talking about here. So, nonetheless, Jalewis Solomon, he is definitely a prospect to watch in terms of his possible immediate reaction coming out of this weekend. Now, another storyline to watch here from this cookout is the fact that South Carolina's next big-time five-star target is going to be here on campus. And that five-star target I'm talking about is defensive lineman Elijah Griffin from the 2025 recruiting cycle. Elijah Griffin is going to be on the same level as Nicholas Harper and Dylan Stewart in terms of the notoriety that is going to be surrounding his recruitment in South Carolina circles. Now, Elijah Griffin has already become quite familiar with the Gamecocks as he is going to be making his fifth visit to South Carolina when he attends this cookout later tonight. His five visits to South Carolina are more than every other school in his recruitment, including the home state Georgia Bulldogs, who are the other major contender here in Griffin's recruitment. And the thing that I think is going to be key here with Elijah Griffin's visit specifically is the fact that South Carolina, again, they've got several commitments that are going to be here for this cookout, along with Dylan Stewart. And Elijah Griffin, while he's visited South Carolina several times to this point, I don't believe that he's had a visit yet where he's been able to really hang out with and chat with several South Carolina commits. Nonetheless, Dylan Stewart. So that could make for some pretty interesting conversations when all those guys are hanging out in williams Bryce later tonight. Here's the other thing to keep in mind when it comes to South Carolina's pursuit of Elijah Griffin. 
Jimmy Lindsay was the primary recruiter here for Elijah Griffin. However, as we all know, Jimmy Lindsay took the same position over at LSU back in late April or May. South Carolina, of course, hired Travian Robertson, a former Gamecock standout on the defensive line, to take Jimmy Lindsay's place. And it seems like that Travian Robertson has already picked up where things have left off. Elijah Griffin took a visit to South Carolina in late May to get to know Travian Robertson on a more personal level, I would imagine. And now he's going to be coming back for the second time since South Carolina hired Travian Robertson back in the springtime. So he's going to have a chance to build a stronger bond with the former Gamecock. Why is this visit key overall outside of all the things I've already mentioned? South Carolina, they have got to keep pace here with the Georgia Bulldogs when it comes to visits. And they might even need to try to beat them when it comes to the number of visits that Elijah Griffin takes. Essentially, the Gamecocks need to remain in the picture as much as possible. They cannot afford to have Elijah Griffin taking, say, two, three straight trips to Athens while not taking a trip to Columbia. They've got to continue to remain right there in his frame and vantage point. So far, they're doing a good job of doing that. And this visit for South Carolina's cookout later tonight is another example of that. Now, the last storyline to pay attention to with this cookout event does really cover one specific player, but more so an entire group of players, because we've talked about this before on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Shane Beamer and the staff, they clearly want to target the trenches a lot over the coming cycles because they believe that that is where they're going to be able to build up this roster and have the best chance to probably contend with teams like the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC. And when looking at the confirmed visitors list to this point, which by the way, if you're looking for one, go check out Fisher Brewer's latest article over on Gamecocks Digest where you will find all 22 prospects. Out of those 22 prospects, 12 of them are either offensive or defensive linemen. And again, that includes Dylan Stewart. That includes Elijah Griffin. It also includes in-state priority target Amari Adams, a big-time target in the interior defensive line from South Lawrence High School now. Solomon Thomas is another big-time offensive lineman that South Carolina's in the game for right now. Nick Brooks is another offensive lineman for the 2025 class. And they've also got multiple 2026 kids that are going to be here as well that we'll probably get to know a little bit better as time wears on. So, bottom line, the strategy of attacking the trenches when it comes to the recruiting front, that is continuing with this cookout on Friday night. And again, if you're Shane Beer and this staff, I'd say that's a pretty good strategy considering the turnover you've seen on the offensive line, the fact that you're trying to get through Georgia and a couple of other big-time heavyweights in the SEC. The quickest way to be able to do that is build your roster from the inside out. And it seems like that is what South Carolina is prioritizing when it comes to their recruiting efforts. Now, in a few moments, we're going to switch gears over from recruiting to NIL, which I know I talked about NIL on yesterday's show, but right after that show came out, there was a big piece of news regarding 
the University of South Carolina and a specific NIL collective that helps out Gamecock athletes. And it's news that every Gamecock fan needs to pay attention to. And I'll explain why in just a few moments. Today's show is also brought to you by eBay Motors. Now, one of the most important things when it comes to your vehicle, besides keeping up with your car payments, besides making sure that you're always full on gas and not having the yellow light pop up when you basically got 20 miles till empty. Besides all of that, you need to make sure that every part of your vehicle fits just right. And the next time that you need parts and accessories for your car, I recommend that you head out over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit, or you'll get your money back. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, whether it's a filter, battery, light, or fuel pump, you'll be back in the game in no time. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. The University of South Carolina's athletic department made a big announcement on Thursday morning, and that announcement was this. The athletic department has now officially partnered with the Garnet Trust NIL Collective. Garnet Trust is a collective that's been around for a couple years now, but it has obviously been primarily associated with South Carolina athletics, helping out multiple South Carolina athletes, including South Carolina's star quarterback, Spencer Rattler. This is fantastic news for Gamecock Athletics and the future of NIL here at South Carolina. And there's a couple different reasons why this is the case. The first thing I want to address here with this topic, the biggest concern that I have seen from South Carolina fans when trying to figure out whether to contribute or not has been the lack of overall cohesiveness when it comes to the NIL space here in Columbia. Now, when I say that, I'm not specifically talking about the NIL collectives themselves and Carolina Rise and Garnet Trust, but more so the fact that it seems like that it's been more of a competition between both collectives, more so than a quest to accomplish the same goal that we should all be reaching for, which is trying to push South Carolina forward in the NIL space. And this issue has led to fans not knowing if there's one collective that maybe they should trust more or trust less. It's led to fans questioning where exactly their money is going, and other questions have been populating from this issue, stemming from this issue. Basically, it hasn't always felt like that everybody's been pulling the rope in the same direction. At times, it has sort of felt like a tug of war between the different NIL entities here in the South Carolina NIL space. But this partnership between South Carolina's athletic department and the Garnet Trust NIL Collective is now going to give fans a more clear understanding and idea of what that specific NIL collective is doing. In essence, 
It is going to streamline everything in terms of information and what all they provide for their athletes, where their money goes, how they can specify where they want their money to go based on sports, amongst many other topics. That is the first thing that this announcement is going to help alleviate. Now, another thing that I want to discuss here regarding NIL and South Carolina. The marketing for NIL here in Columbia, in my humble opinion, it has not always been good enough. And this is not, again, meant to be a shot at the collectives. Because I'm pretty sure that they have sacrificed paying positions to ensure that money is going to the athletes as much as possible. But marketing and promoting for both collectives, in my opinion, it's always felt like that it has sort of lacked a little bit of juice. More so compared to some of these other collectives in the SEC, maybe even Clemson's NIL collectives that they have up in the upstate. I just sort of always felt like that Saffron has been behind the eight ball in this area. But the new partnership between the Garnet Trust NIL Collective and South Carolina is going to mean that Garnet Trust is now going to automatically have more resources that are going to be available to them when it comes to marketing, when it comes to people who can help with certain facets of the collective, maybe even outside of marketing. And the Garnet Trust NIL Collective is also, and this cannot be understated, they're going to have a greater ability to host fundraising events, host promotional events, and thus have a broader reach in the entire Gamecock community. And that is going to be a bigger deal than I think some people are going to acknowledge. Now, even though I've said all of this, I will admit this doesn't automatically mean that South Carolina's NIL space has now caught up with all the others at the forefront of college football. It does not mean that. But I think that the university now making a clear, discreet decision here, partnering with Garnet Trust, I think that is going to be huge in terms of the fact that things see a little bit more organized. Things see a little bit more together. And I think that it's going to lead to more Gamecock fans being intrigued about the idea of helping to contribute to these NL collectives. And overall, that is going to be good for South Carolina's athletic programs. This is not my way of trying to convince you to get involved, to contribute to these NL collectives. Not at all. Because everybody's situations, especially financially, are different. And it's not my business to try and tell you what you should do with your own money. But the point being here, this is good for South Carolina athletics and every single fan should take note of this because it is a step in the right direction when it comes to the NIL space in South Carolina's athletic department. But with that being said, that is going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. Do you think that South Carolina has a chance to seal the deal here with Dylan Stewart? What major storylines are you watching from this cookout event, and also, what do you think about this new partnership between the university's athletic department and the Garnet Trust NIL Collective? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section on YouTube, or if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app, you can shoot me a direct message on X, 
or Twitter, however you call it, at a line underscore SC, and I'll respond to you as quickly as I see your message. One last thing before I go. Real quickly, thoughts and prayers to former Gamecock defensive standout Bryson Allen Williams. I did not talk about this on yesterday's show, but Bryson Allen Williams lost his mother two days ago, tragically. Uh, Don't know the exact circumstances surrounding her death, but uh, he made a social media post on Twitter that seemed to indicate that clearly she is no longer here with us, unfortunately. Even if you're not someone that is religious, just keep Bryson Allen Williams and his family in your thoughts today, because it's way too young for a man or a woman to be losing their parent like that, so... Um, yeah, just thoughts and prayers to Bryce Allen Williams and his entire family. But again, to get off that sad note, with that being said, thank y'all so much once again for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Friday. I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.